Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers, and welcome back to another episode of Coalition Live. Uh, this episode is Trash Bang, and man, this was such a fun night. Um, go check out their YouTube channel, go check out their Instagram and Twitter, uh, check out RBA Comedy, the Great Folks Coalition Theater, we're kind enough to host this show, big, big fan of this show, I'm so happy that... There are no audio issues. We've had some trouble in the past past couple of shows, so this one's this one should be, uh, should be all good. Should be good. Um, that's it for plugs on this one. Uh, besides the uh, network, go check out rvpodcast.org if you want to make your own show or if you have a show and are interested in uh, becoming a part of it. Fantastic. Well, we're gonna go ahead and get right into this episode. I don't want to wait very long, so uh, here's Trash Bang. Coalition Live, the live podcast. My name is Jonathan Mastoe. Uh, real quick, anytime you want, there's a bar over there. Help yourself. There's a bathroom right over there. We have classes at rvacomedy.com. We have shows Wednesday through Saturday. Get into it. Um, this is a live podcast, everybody. If you're listening, you're either here or you downloaded. Thanks so much. Uh, like I said, my name is Jonathan Mastoe. I have the pleasure of hosting the show. This is absolutely my favorite show to do. Uh, and I want to just bring on my friends uh, right away. So let's give it up for Trash Bang, everybody. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Y'all brought Mammon. Hello. Get up here, Joe. Get up here, Joe. <laughs> Figure out who your mic partners are. We got Baby Mammon. Perfect. Yeah, we brought Baby Mammon. My, mar- my mic partner is Joe. Uh, hi. All right, who are your mic partners, everybody? Uh, my mic partner is Catherine. Ooh, and uh, my mic partner is uh, Sean. <laughs> I think it might be John. Well, Jonathan also. We, sh- we share custody of Jonathan. I, have, I am, I am uh, uh, fostered by both Sean and by Grace in Holy Mike Tremoni. <laughs> and then uh, my my partner is Dashel. My my life partner is Grace. Aww. 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 Bless. Also, real quick, we didn't say my name. I'm Josh Bluebottle. <laughs> <laughs> Never got a name in. You should have let me do it to... Yeah, uh, this is my mic partner, Josh Bluebaugh. Plus ego. No, I don't need less. <laughs> you guys are trash bang. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, yeah. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Good. Go for it. Um, fuck. 
I want to start off right at the top. You guys are Cox, cocksucker. <laughs> Already, this mic pairing is the strongest. Yeah, we, we've established that at the beginning. Dominance. Uh, we don't need to swear anymore. Great. Yeah, the swearing will happen on this end. You guys can just keep it clean. Jonathan, what were you saying just a moment ago? I have a, so many things. Uh, you guys are award-winning. Can we talk about that right off the bat? <laughs> the award-winning trash bang, everybody. That's right. that's it's, not, that's, uh, it's true. Uh, officially recognized we, uh, as good. We have, a, we have won two, two awards. <laughs> two? Yeah, me too. The first one was the DC sketch... Fest thing that we did. 24 hour sketch fest. Okay, yeah. so let's get into that and we'll get into the second award. Uh, so you guys okay. went to DC and did a 24 hour sketch fest. Um, I want to hear about that. Well, there's a team in DC called Bad Medicine and they put on a competition every year that um, is a 24 hour sketch fest. You, I think Josh was the person who got our uh, got us hooked up with that. I love competition. And uh, and you get like the you know twenty four hours before you get a few things that you have to incorporate in your sketch, kind of like the twenty four hour film festival. Sure. And so we got ours, and we pretty much uh, rode it on our way up to uh, DC yeah, in, the car. in the car, and uh, we wrote um, this weird sketch. I think the only person who wasn't there was Catherine. You were yeah, on vacation. Yeah. What were you doing? I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll say I was on vacation. I don't know. That's a safe out. That's yeah. a safe out. And okay, so for this, I've heard the story before, but like for the for the competition, you had a couple elements that you had to work with that normally you probably wouldn't have. I know some of you you remember what those are. There was a line of dialogue from the show Scrubs. I, it was, I, love, I love that show. Uh, what was it? Honk in the name of love. Honk in the name of love. You had to do honk in the name of love. We had to use. We had to have a pair of shoes and a and a vagabond character Mm -hmm. with a specific Mm -hmm. name. Randy? No, No. I don't think there was a name. Maybe Maybe that's just forty-eight. I think it was just a vagabond. You had to say this line. Shoes and the shoe and a fa- pair of fancy shoes. Shout out to Michelle. Uh, well, how do we say her last name? Merja. I've, I've read it. I've never said it. <laughs> yeah. She's she gave us some cool I, ass boots. She's my roommate or our roommate, and I went into her. I was like, Michelle, I need. She is really extra. She has all this great fashion and stuff, and I mostly have utilitarian footwear. So I went into her room and I was like, Michelle, do you have any fancy shoes? She was like, I got you. She turns around and she pulls out these Lisa Frank cowgirl boots that have like, <laughs> that are metallic pink and have hearts all over them and a little chain around the heel and they're high heel boots. They were insane. So they're like pastel pink, iridescent nice. cowgirl boots. Nice. So we were like, this is perfect. Hell yeah. I believe the sketch was written in a car I was not in. I believe Joe was the primary writer. Do you want to talk about the sketch? You found it. He was like, nope. Josh phoned into our car. From I did. Your car. I was driving to DC in a different car, and we were writing the sketch. Um, Premise-wise, do you want to talk about the sketch? Um, I don't remember it too well, but I will say <laughs> it, I was not the primary writer. It was uh, all responsibilities spread around pretty uh, pretty evenly. I was driving also, so how could I be the primary writer <laughs> while driving? You were using you were using one foot because it was an it was an automatic, so you didn't have a clutch. So yeah. <laughs> you were typing you were 
typing away with one foot. And we were like, Joe, let us do something. Let us do something. And you're, and like, you're like, no, no, I got it. I do want to know if you if you can recite the line that we had to say together, if you can still oh, recite um, that. Uh, so so this is, the premise of the sketch was that there's this uh, girl who goes to a, a, a carnival, carnival with, with her family. A state fair with her extremely uh, dysfunctional parents. And they meet like three odd carnival characters who are the this vagabonds. Is, you can watch this on our YouTube. Yeah, you can watch Please, it. We can't <laughs> yeah, describe let's play every YouTube detail. Right up top. I'm just saying. So there are three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Joe, Joe and I, Joe and I, we played the uh, the the mother and the father to uh, a character Grace played, and we both knew this one character from our past. Yeah. Can you recite this? I think line. I can do we it. We had to say a line together. We had to memorize this in like a few hours. And this is, I think, maybe why we got got it because it's like it showed that we did something. You know, <laughs> yeah. like this. This is like people train their whole lives to be able to pull off a line. All right, like well, this. let's, uh, let's, let's see not delay remember. any longer. Right. Randy, Hansy, Randy, the handyman, Randy. Wait, wait. You know Randy? Randy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I knew the syllable was just not in the order. One of my favorite details from that sketch was I think it was my character was named Big Cock Mike McClintock. <laughs> and it's because you had a large penis as a character. <laughs> Well, and that's, a, I think we figured out that maybe one of those, that name had incepted into our brains because that's a character Veep. in Veep. It's a yeah. Veep character. So, <laughs> but we were in D.C., so it kind of worked. That's right. We did it on purpose. It was uh, thematic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. We competed against literally three other groups and um literally, literally three <laughs> yep three award other winning and, we, and uh, were in the tiniest venue in dc the unified we, uh, scene theater and we destroyed them and there was a, there was there was one one man who watched us without paying from the window he did because they they had the window it's this tiny theater with very little space and they had a window open to like let some air flow in and one guy just came to the window and just watched I was like, all right. I think, I think I almost missed a cue because I was staring at this guy, like just <laughs> staring in at us. So, what was the uh, what was the actual award that you won for that show? The judges' prize. There Which were two awards to win: mm-hmm. the audience prize and the judges' prize. So the people that mattered voted and said, "Yeah, you guys the, the judges best. voted for us. The audience." Was wrong. Voted for the team that like sponsored the event. So, so the plebs voted for that team. And, okay. Guys, Bad Medicine is an awesome group. Just, and they, really uh, they came down yeah, to second best fest. They're really cool. Yeah, they're they're really cool. awesome people. No, we really appreciated by the unwashed mess. <laughs> Bad Medicine, if you're listening, I apologize for my teammates. You probably aren't listening, but if you are, wow, I'm Grace. sorry. Please, please I mean, do a show with us. I mean, if you think a random us. team from D.C. is going to listen to... They really, they really don't like podcasts in D.C. Fair. Wow. Fair. Thank you, Dash. Um, and what was the second award? There was two awards. What was oh, the second one? best comedy group? <laughs> oh, yeah! You guys are the second best Style comedy group in Richmond. After the, the Coalition Theater. theater. You perform at. Yeah. So as opposed to the first award that we won, which was decided by judges, where we were just disparaging that the other team got their award by their friends voting for them, the second award that we won is only because we asked our friends to vote for us. That's right. Here in Richmond, we're really popular among the unwashed no. messes. 
It's your targeted audience at this point. Cool. Well, I also want to encourage uh, right now uh, audience participation. If you have any questions for Trash Bang, I'm sure we'll happily take them. If you have any tomatoes to throw on me based on tomatoes hitting you in the last show. (laughs) Try to save your tomatoes for the end of the show. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to the sour cream. No worries. Um, Cool. Well, one of the things that I wanted to specifically ask you guys about, because I've seen several Trash Bang shows, and I'm I'm always a big fan, and I feel like everyone in our community is. But, like, what inspires, what is the process, specifically, I guess, for, like, these sketches that you produce? Because a lot of them are, could be considered out there, could be considered, uh, I don't know how you got there, but I like how you got there. Um, Okay. I'm sorry, potatoes and sour cream. Like, that's a perfect example from Harrison. Sure, yeah, I'll field this one. Because <laughs> um, it was my dumb idea. Uh, the, the basic process could be described as... Ah! Uh, sure. And then some, we, but then sometimes it's like... Eh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, for that one specifically, potatoes and sour cream and a lot of the stuff I write, I feel like I go for like a very specific feel uh, and then work out from there. Like, I'm like, how do I want this stupid thing I'm making to feel? Mm -hmm. Potatoes and sour cream (laughs) felt even weirder than I wanted it to, which is great. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, (laughs) An audience member just told me it was uncomfortable. I honestly appreciate that comment. I hope to make him more uncomfortable in the future. Uh, also, um, a, a great thing about that sketch that you guys are not shy about is, Jonathan, you hate sour cream, and you were like a key component in that sketch. I mean, I don't know why I need to be shy about the fact <laughs> I dislike a food. Uh, yeah, I just don't You're like sour shy. cream. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's just gross to me, you know? So It's I, my fault. I'm sorry. Are you generally not a fan of dairy? Yeah. No, I like some dairy, you know? I'm just he a human really being, so I have dairy. preferences. Um, Uh, I have this distinct memory. We were all hanging out at my place once, and someone had ordered some French fries, and someone asked, like, oh, like, you know, what sort of, like, dipping sauces do you have? And I was running low that day. So I was like, well, I have some, like, mayonnaise, and... I don't think I've ever seen, like, a pure look of disgust from Jonathan before. And he just gave me this look like I had just taken, like, a shit, like, <laughs> in his, like, face or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, like, those white creamy sauces I'm not always yeah. a fan of. But I like a yogurt. I love a Greek yogurt especially. I don't know what it is. When it's, when it's sweet, I'll eat it. When it's savory, I don't like the white sauce, you know? So, so we're not on board with ranch. Uh, I'm not a ranch fan. Sure. I don't know what it is, all right? I don't want to be interrogated about this normal thing that, that I... <laughs> that is a part of my life! Uh, but, so... <laughs> So I just, you know, I decided to, I did it for the art, right? You know, I dove in, I dove first face, first, first face. So into how, this. It also occurred to me, look, it also occurred to me while we were shooting this that, like, we could have used any white substance what, whatsoever. Like, right? We could, we, could, we could add shaving cream. Like how in the God cool. Milk commercials yeah, it's melted ice cream that yeah. they use. They yeah. never yeah. use milk. We could have used ice cream. Greek ice cream. Greek yogurt ice cream. It's my fault he had to do that. Um, I, when writing the sketch and I got to the part where it says cream and it shows his face, I, Jonathan has the best face for it. 
Uh, and I does. realized that the moment I was writing the sketch. I I think it's because you're roommates and there's some underlying roommate rage going <gasps> on. Well, yeah, let me just say that he wrote, he wrote in the script, he said, the big dumb smile. And <laughs> he wrote that in the script. I just want to say I that. wrote it like that and then you did the exact smile I was thinking. I mean, I got it. I got it. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> Well, um, I think that, that the potatoes and sour cream is an instance where it's like one person writing a sketch, which we do have happen as a team. Like people go off. I mean, Joe wrote the blank page and other things as well. But you wrote that on your own. Folks will go off and kind of write their own thing. But then we also have a process for sketches that are written together as a group. So there are some sketches that have been completely collaborative. And those can sometimes often be the runners that are written for the shows. So things that kind of are the threads that go throughout um i think with tiny dad was mostly uh jonathan and sean and then maybe some other folks got in there to help to punch it up to get it cohesive and everything everything we do uh goes through the group like a workshop kind of thing where it's like we read it and then we'll be like uh, you know, what if they said this? That'd be funnier, or whatever. You know, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. kind of. We're not too precious about yeah. the 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 process. You know, which is what I appreciate is that everybody, no one, no one's afraid to have anything like shaved away from their material to to find something new or something new added. You know. And largely, I think what I like about working with this group is that, um, for the most part, nobody is really too sensitive about losing ownership over something and having it kind of belong to this pool that's communal that we're all sort of like dipping into. It's not really like there are instances, I think everybody gives credit where it's due, where somebody's made something specifically, but in general, I think everybody's willing to sacrifice it to uh, mammon more or less, you get metaphorical, (laughs) but like to sacrifice it to this sort of communal idea and goal. And I would say that probably the main uh, motivating factor would actually just be like sheer panic because uh, I don't know if everyone realizes this, but we pretty much have like a standing meeting every Monday for the past like year and a half. Yeah, and we get together every single every Monday, Monday. And yet and for so like we three have, hours. For three hours, we have a show like every two months. So you would think that we would have enough time to like properly prepare. But uh, probably nine tenths of the time, we're just watching YouTube and like <laughs> Eating Domino's pizza and just like it's like oh, Lou has a video he wants to show us. Like Grace has a video. Like I want to have a video. Like we all just like take turns showing each other. Watch like TV shows every once in a while. It's all part of the process. Do you guys have? Do you guys have a favorite TV show? When do these things get made? Well, we we do make them. (laughs) That's that's what the screaming part is. The week of the show. <laughs> Sometimes. We, um, here's kind of how it works is we will have usually, what, six weeks in between shows, at least this year, right? So we have, we probably have about 12 meetings, honestly, because at the, once it gets down to the wire, we're meeting like maybe twice or on that last week, we'll meet like three times in that week. And, um, but we'll start out by kind of maybe, maybe some people have some sketches that they've already written and are contributing, or we start to think about like what's going on at that time of year that we're having the show. And we start to think about like big themes. And then sometimes some sketches will come out that kind of like, for instance, we did a father's bang show was our second show. And it was all, it was cause it was on father's day. And so we started thinking about like father things and that's where tiny dad kind of came out of. We had all of us 
do monologues as our own fathers talking to us. Um, there's a lot of dad content. Most of us, I, I'll just say that um, I would say a majority of us have weird relationships with our dads. <laughs> not, yeah. not me. I have a great relationship with my father. But we're, we've all got uh, weird dad stuff. Maybe that's human. I don't know. I think it's human. We're going to tell ourselves it's human. <laughs> Um, okay, per- <laughs> perfect. Uh, Jonathan, how's your relationship with your father? Not uh, which oh, one? Oh, how the tables have turned. Whoa. Oh, with, uh, how, you know how many got one three? One of them's dead. Oh, Whoa. I shouldn't have asked this question. I apologize. <laughs> That's how I open. I talked to one, and one of them's fine. Um, where did uh, where did? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh boy. It's fine. I I felt comfortable sharing that. It's fine. Okay. Th- Thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you for sharing. Yeah. I have complicated relationships with all my dads. I appreciate Father I think we've talked to parents before. I have a mom I don't talk to. So, you know, here I shared something uh, to his mom. There we go. (laughs) Tit for tat. Bless you. Bless you. Should we? Well, never mind. (laughs) No. We we shouldn't all share something that we don't want to share. We're going to go through each parent and go through every detail, (laughs) every problem. Can my dad be close to last? Yes. Thank you. My dad be close to last. Your dad might be last. Oh, wow. Oh no, Sean's dad is last. Oh, why? Why are we having this conversation? I want to talk about. No, let's make our grief competitive. This this will be a good segue. Whenever my dad wants to change the subject, he will sing a song that says, <laughs> and he'll say, "Let's change the subject." And I I sing that in my head every time I sing it just now. So oh. sure. So well, I want to talk about everyone's dad, uh, Mammon. Where did Mammon oh. start? How did how did Mammon come um, to life? So, Dashwood and Grace wanted to make a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> all, I, it, all, all it was was I want to make a puppet. Uh, so uh, I was I came up with the idea like a long time ago that I wanted to just have a puppet on stage manipulated by like a bunch of people. Uh, I was think I was stuck in traffic or something for a long time. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, that was my main contribution to that. And then what we were thinking of was um, thinking of having this puppet be um, sort of like to get all uh, ancient Greek theater on you, uh, be like the chorus of a Greek theater where it's sort of this character that comes out to tell you what you're about to see. Mm -hmm. And so if you listen, and Jonathan always writes all the mammon, and you actually named mammon because we were thinking what's, um, we were thinking about like who would rule over our world and mammon would, is the god of greed. Or a demon of greed. Yeah, it's like demon of. Uh, it's like the op- It represents basically worship of money. It's like from the Bible. So. And so you always write these. You always write these poems that kind of tie in. It's you, literally the last thing that gets written in the entire. That's book. right. Yeah, I always. It's always something I write last minute, and like the day of. You email it to me at like. At like five forty-five, the day of the show, and we put it in the slideshow. And yeah, uh, it's it's all the themes that you're going to see in the show that night. Yeah, because it's like trying to take elements of everything that's happening in the show and write something that means nothing to anyone who hears it, because <laughs> because no one has th- seen the show yet. So it's a lot of like puns on something you're about to see. It's like, uh, it's like a it, punchline before a setup. But it's like yeah. But damn it, if those. 
Greeks weren't onto something. That's right, yeah. <laughs> is it also supposed to be intelligible at the point where you can't understand anything? Well, you know, not always. Um, <laughs> it's I a, feel you like know, most mammons, I'm like, ah, whatever. So, you know, I try to record it so it sounds uh, legible to me, and then you put it through these speakers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we didn't have a rehearsal, so uh, where are we? Well, I didn't have it ready for the rehearsal is really what I'm being, I should be honest about. And I, I don't know if there's any sound engineers out there, but I've heard rumor that our speakers are not uh, at the right frequency for voice voices and, and language and mouths. Sure. So that's uh, what I heard. And part of the idea of the mammon thing is that it is supposed to be a little unintelligible, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. But uh, not to that point. It's supposed to be like... Uh, 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 like sort of amorphous voices uh, mm-hmm. collectively, well, which doesn't come to our speakers. I love Mammon at the beginning. I feel like it sets the tone. Yeah, but I'm not pulling any information, which I'm not supposed to, because I'm about to see right, the show that it's, it's, it's totally worthless to you. Absolutely, it's really not going to get any of those things. Is that this is all stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it's sort of like you know uh, any any kind of like uh, if if you were to ever see this again, which you will not ever see these shows again, you would it would make sense to you. It's, I don't know. I think it's just a nice way to say, listen, settle in, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to disorient the audience is really kind of what we're going for. It's a really good, like, first move of just like, hey, you're going to hear this. You might not understand it, but, like, this is what the show is so about. So if, if you want to know, Mammon is ultimately, he's like a fourth dimensional being. Like, okay. he's an intradimensional interacting with our dimension, and he's putting on, he, he is performing an experiment with the audience where the audience are, like, guinea pigs, and he's showing showing them the show, the trash bang show, and being like, well, how are you going to react to this? Like, what do you think of this bullshit? Like, that's sort of Mammon's thing. He's just like, uh, the, human, the, the people in the audience are his test subjects. And this is all stuff that we never divulge or really talk about. And we even, we kind of, sometimes we're like writing stuff or whatever, and there's this idea like, oh, we should have Mammon come in for this. And it's like, eh, he's just for this one thing. That's all he does is do the thing at the beginning of the show. But uh, if our Halloween show last year... No, it was Christmas. Our Christmas show last year was not actually in the dimension of Trash Bang. Mammon takes you to a different dimension where this uh, cheese-ass crust is God and it is this different uh, this different dimension. So that's what their Christmas is like, is Christmas. So it's just some insider trivia for anybody. And, uh, and that, that specific, that uh, Mammon poem uh, specifically is, is based off of the night before Christmas poem. So yeah, maybe nobody noticed that. Uh, no one probably did. So, because probably no one could hear it. But, uh, speakers, man. Uh, Jonathan's like James Joyce. He's like, <laughs> I've, I've seen right. this man like do some Finnegan's this, Wake. This just. is my Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, word association. And Was uh, James Joyce the poet who liked smelling farts? Um, yes, he, yes, was he was. That, yeah. With a love, he did, wrote a lot of love letters to his uh, partner, oh, saying, yeah. "I can't wait to smell the wind coming out of your." You mean his, you mean his partner? Am I right? But I, I love farts too, so I love the smell of farts. So that's mostly the reason I write these oh. mammon poems, because farts are the thing I love to smell. <laughs> I hate sour cream, yeah. but put shove a fart in my nose and you've got me. Uh, we have many, but uh, I actually have a favorite uh, trash bang fart story. Oh, bless. Um, what? We're going to go down the line yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this past winter, uh, we all went up to, my family has a cabin up in uh, the Winchester area. And it's like this kind of like open space. And who 
It was Jonathan and Joe were up there. It was like this like loft. The boys in the loft are like, who are the two? There's like, like a little open like, air, an open air loft up there. <laughs> with, a little, with a little staircase. It's that, a, a staircase that went up. steep staircase that like, if you've had more than like a beer, like you're going to fall. Um, I believe that was the first thing I noticed when I walked into the cabin and I just said, yeah, I'm not going up there. <laughs> um, and so there are like two back bedrooms and then there's like a pull-out couch in like the front room and then so the two of them were upstairs like Sean you were on the pull-out couch I was on a um, an inflatable mattress kind of like on the floor and uh, weren't you the one that you were like <laughs> I think you were like yeah I was trying to sleep <laughs> you were like farting in unison <laughs> <laughs> Joe and Jonathan up in the loft, and yeah. two were just. Did they, did you guys like, sink parts? I their back to, to each other. <laughs> I thought you were talking like, about something else. No, There's a call and response. I know what you're. I know what you're thinking. You need to tell that story too. I didn't know we were doing this call and response. I, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I am gassy, so I believe it was. I'm actually about to fart right now. I, I have else. never farted in my whole life. Farting the mic, Jonathan. Farting the mic. Ashamed is what the audience can't see. Put his hand in his. Uh, you know, we all just need to be more honest about ourselves. Joe, but tell that story about shitting from the balcony. <laughs> I, I thought what Catherine was referring to is I woke up in the morning and immediately started laughing. And so yeah, and, and we're sharing this loft, and I'm across. I'm like uh, you know a couple feet away from Joe in a little twin bed. He's in another twin bed. Sorry, my fart smells. And, <laughs> You know, uh, uh, and then uh, Joe's in this other twin bed, and out of nowhere, he just starts. I'm like laying in bed trying to wake up, and he like starts laughing out of nowhere with his eyes closed, like asleep. He's like laughing. He's like laughing at the top of his lungs. I woke up in a in a bedroom that was full of pictures of Catherine's dead ancestors. It was my job to make breakfast. I made a quiche. Uh, and so while, while quiche. Blue is downstairs in the kitchen making breakfast, Joe starts laughing. Yeah. And so the, uh, the loft kind of like looks over the kitchen as well. Yeah, that's a good detail. So if you're in the kitchen, you can hear the maniacal laughter. Yeah. And what I was laughing about was imagining, like, what if I went to do a funny bit and fart? <laughs> fart while blues in the kitchen, but what if I <laughs> and showed him my ass while I did it? <laughs> but what if what if I accidentally pooped <laughs> and the dirt arced down into the kitchen? And the thought of doing that made me laugh so hard that I woke everybody up. <laughs> I would just like remind works. you that Joe is a com- doesn't use any substances. You're a completely sober man, and this is uh, what tickles you these days. So, so we got a lot of work done that weekend. Uh, I think um, the only sketch that came out of that weekend was Long Cheeto. So far, that's correct. So I'll, far, I'll say that whenever we're writing, there's usually like a good five minute of fart jokes, and then one of us just says, "Okay, we got that that out of the way. Now we can actually write." 
I feel like I'm the one that works tirelessly to make sure we don't just become only pee pee poo poo comedy. I'm like, what if we did something without farts and dicks and farts and dicks and poop? Like at our rehearsals, like counts of like how many like fart jokes or like fart references. Like, all right, we got seven. We got to knock it down to four. Like, I, I think Jonathan and I might be the the big poop fart partisans. I'm not sure. Like, I'll go to fart for any any day. But I've always been anti fart. Um, <laughs> but Wait, with, with the sketches or in general, like, do you don't do you, do you not fart? Both. What? I'm the kind of person that if I'm around people, true. I will hold in my farts to a point of physical pain. <laughs> Josh, I think you I do go for farts, though. I think you do. No, I don't We're go for farts, but I will. I will get shot in the face with a potato's cum. So, <laughs> so it's a good. I don't. Take. I do not do farts and poop, but I do do cum jokes. I don't know. I have half the stage disagreeing with the fact that you don't do farts. This is actually an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I think that to turn our back on our body's functions is anti-human. I think it's a it's a deep hey. shame thing. Agreed. No, I right. agreed. I think so. Let's I'm not get too political here, okay? <laughs> we're trying to have a good time. Everybody's body makes noises, all right? And if we aren't honest about that, we risk losing our humanity. Uh, okay, Kami. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the biggest no. the biggest tension in the group. Otherwise, we got we all get along great. But you know, every time someone farts, we all laugh, and it breaks the tension. So <laughs> I think everybody's on board. Uh, I, I do want to go down the line and get everyone's take on who has the worst farts. Is that what we're really doing, that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want to keep going with this fart content? I feel like everyone has gotten enough fart material. I'm already on the record of being anti-fart, and I don't want to do it. Wait, well, I, don't, I don't know anybody's farts well enough to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Trash Bang is anti-calling everyone out on their farts. I feel like we painted ourselves as a fart-based company group at this point. Can, can we and take then, a moment to talk more about how the Greek influences have uh, yeah. come in? And, uh, can, we talk about, can we talk about the real smart shit we've done? Well, so, and, uh, if we can, if we can finish up with the, the mammon thing, let me say that that is inspired for me by Canterbury Tales and John Carpenter kind of mixed together as this sort of this so there we go just like two two other uh, sources for you that that's fine farts. we can go smart if you guys want to it's fine yeah <laughs> I, I just don't have any prepared I think what we really, what we really aim to do is finally make that fart joke that really makes you think <laughs> I think that's an ultimate goal of this group and to do the smart joke that really makes you stink <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so one of the one of my favorite things about your your brand of sketch is every show the runner or whatever uh, will be a different. It, it's such a strong theme. Um, obviously, your guys's approach is more one that works for you guys. But what is it about working together that inspires that runner? That inspires. This is what our entire show is going to be about. And I think I'm specifically thinking about uh, Bang to the Future, which was so good. I did not see that coming. 
I remember uh, Drew was in the show, um, and he was sitting in the front seat, and he had a scarf on, and I was just like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Why is it summer? Why is he wearing a scarf? And then he stood up, and I was like, oh, he's a part of the show. I didn't see that coming. Um, so whatever within that inspires you to start talking about whatever, but like your guys' process of, of, of theming these shows is so important. Um, what, what about that? What inspires that specific aspect? Well, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think it was like our first meeting that we had some ideas and some stuff. And then I think, um, at least for me, I th- I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think that the idea of it being a cohesive, um, just sort of sort, everything kind of ties into something, and it doesn't have to be like straight up like uh, A leads to B. Sometimes we think like three steps away from that central theme and think how can that relate back to the core of this show. Um, I don't really know where that came from, but I think it was just sort of an idea. I th- here's what I think it is is. We have these absurdist, really out there bits that seem totally uh, irrelevant or maybe they're kind of out there and not really anchored by something. So I think for uh, us, we've always sort of viewed that theme or that coming back to something central as being something that can ground the absurdity of the show and sort of help to bring it back from just being like, we're just goofing off and getting really weird and like just being totally weird for you know an hour and a half and have something that's like, but we're actually trying to con- craft something and construct something out of that randomness sure and so um in the case of uh of bang to the future um jonathan had written a sketch um just about a coffee enema machine (laughs) and uh (laughs) and uh i think we we eventually kind of figured out we had already sort of maybe established that the idea for the runner could or that the idea for the show could be sort of um sort of time travel related mm-hmm. and we asked you to expand that into a runner of three beats and there was like two ideas i had which was like one for a coffee in a machine and then another for this character named chronon yes. who was like a time traveling uh character um and then that just evolved into like sort of the same thing where like the coffee i realized the coffee in a machine would be the time machine because once you had like this hot these hot coffee molecules shot up your asshole you could be accelerated to this point of transcending time right we all make those conclusions yeah yeah so and part of it too was like being inspired by like gwyneth paltrow and her goop (laughs) vibes you know that was the sort of lindsey ben's character that she made and her her sort of being like we're looking at the ancient earthly traditions as sort of a a form of time travel and then throughout that we had other ads and things that were sort of related to that but also things that were like two steps away from that central theme so trying to kind of get some variety into the the matrix also came in uh yeah Figure that out. I, I think Ashley and you rewatched it. Um, yeah, I was working one night and decided I'm just going to watch The Matrix. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> this is a good movie. This is 
I think um, uh, you and I had <laughs> taken some uh, partook in some substances, and uh, <laughs> you were started crying, and you were just like you were describing to us the Matrix, and you were just like, it's just a beautiful story about finding your people and friendship, and it's about Morpheus and Neo together. <laughs> Yeah, and if I if I can take this moment to just really like, you know, preach on this a second, uh, you know, it's not really about uh, them being in a simulation at all. I don't. At least that's not what I took away from it. You know, they go through all this weird philosophy, like, oh, who's Morbius? I have to find this person. He never knows what it is, and then all he finds is at the end of it that it's just a group of dirty ass people on a ship. <laughs> it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of stinky, stinky humans, and it's like that's what's that's what's at the end of the road of all this philosophy, or wondering what the truth about everything is. So that's my that's what I took away from it. Who, who, and who's the guy in the Matrix that eats the steak? That's like, I love my juicy steak. Joe, Joe Pantoliano? Yeah, but what's his character's name? It's no, called, no, like, Stinger. No. Cypher. <laughs> and Cypher is, like, the opposite. Cypher? He's like, I just want to I want to be with the good-smelling people. Yeah. He's, think, he's run by Mammon. He's the Judas. He's the Judas. He is. The three pieces of Oh, my God. It's a Christ allegory. It happened. Why? If you oh rearrange Neo, it turns into the one. <laughs> I just want it on the record. I fucking hate the Matrix. <laughs> I just want it on the record. I have never seen the Matrix. Still, I've seen any movie. So all that to say, we were partially inspired by the Matrix for that runner, yes. for I that specific there one. Was a, there was definitely a moment where, at the end of the of the show, we realized that um, <laughs> we had that end of the show, or we were trying to end the show, and we realized we were like, what if we just ended it with that? Rage Against the Machine song like they did in the Matrix. I mean, I think, though, like, from a more general standpoint, like, even before we were um, a sketch group, like, we had this idea where um, we were just essentially, like, kind of towing that line between, like, making fun of performance art, but also kind of, like, partaking in performance art, because, like, we would just do improv, and then, like, I would rollerblade across the stage, but it was just, like, very stupid, like, pretentious things, and I think that once we made the, like, decision to then move into being a sketch group, kind of, like, again, towing that line between, like, creating these absurd worlds that it's, like, oh, that's, like, really fucking stupid, but we also want to live there, too. So I think it's just, like, that's always been kind of, like, our thing is, like, something that we... I don't know, something that we enjoy making fun of, but we enjoy also, like, living there, too. I remember when you did those improv shows, you would always hold up signs when you yeah. rollerbladed across the stage. With non-sequiturs yeah. written on them. What was your favorite just, sign? Ooh, um... Can you just let's describe... What that was like. So, Trash Bang, before Trash Bang was a sketch group, yeah. it was so Joe... So, uh, yeah, it was... Joe, Josh, Jonathan, Catherine. Yeah. And we did an improv that was, like, sort of... In just like weird and inspired by like performance art stuff, I guess. And we then made Catherine, a tower of chairs. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine would every every scene would end with Catherine choosing when it ended. Like sweep by like rollerblading across rollerblading the stage. Rollerblading across the stage with a non sequitur on a sign. Yeah. I've had a long history of like wanting to rollerblade in situations, but I'm never good at rollerblading. Like <sighs> 
I've once fell down a flight of stairs in college on rollerblades, and like that's how everyone knew me for like four years. Fell down a flight of stairs, and that's why we had her up here doing it because uh, (laughs) face your fears. Yeah, Yeah. face your fears. Okay, so somebody asked uh, Josh, you asked, what was your favorite sign? Can you give us a couple of signs that weren't your favorite before you give us your favorite? Ooh. Um, I honestly don't have that good Can of a memory. Can anyone else remember any I of the remember signs? I'm trying to remember literally any of the signs. I remember right my favorite, which was the Great Barrier colon queef. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to hear anymore. That's the best. That's, that's what it is. That's early embryonic trash bag yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wow. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> wow. Um, so so what I want to hear now is... I think we what, have an audience question. Yeah. Oh, do we? I'm sorry. I was just going to ask, what, what, <clears throat> <laughs> what was your uh, like audience suggestion for those early improv shows? Like, what did you ask? Oh, uh, what did we ask? I don't I, really all, remember. The only one I remember is after uh, they... Uh, Release the contents of Osama bin Laden's uh, hard drive. We oh, started the show with a reading of the pornography that he had. <laughs> that was a great show. And I was, I was playing. We have never been smart. <laughs> yeah. Were we like snapping our fingers? I was playing music. <laughs> yeah. I was playing music and that's right, a little keyboard. Yeah, and you were someone was like reading. Uh, who was reading the? Was it blue? Yeah. Yeah, and then we were just yeah. It was like this uh, this performance piece. Yeah. So yeah. Josh, do you uh, remember any of that? No. <laughs> I have no recollection. Neither does Osama bin Laden. So. <laughs> have some respect. <laughs> R.I.P. Pour one out. Yeah, no, I don't remember any of it. Fair. Totally fair. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I want to hear from everyone, and again, feel free to jump around, whatever. What is your favorite sketch what is your favorite thing that you have actually put on or what is something that you loved that never passed the test never made the stage let me hear the good trash bang <laughs> well okay i'll start off i didn't know are we going in a line we're just gonna no, do it we'll no, jump around. Around. all right we'll, we'll jump, jump around, around. Jump well around. i think i think um for me for me, I remember when Josh asked if I'd be interested in being a part of Trash Bang evolving into a sketch team, I said, I don't really want to write, but what I want to do is the visual design and sort of be in charge of sort of the crafting of things that are in the stage. Because Josh and I had worked together on RVA Tonight for a long while, and that was what I did a lot for that group, and that's what I was passionate about. So for me, my favorite show is definitely um, the Christmas, A Night Before Christmas. And the reason is I just think that that show was... You know, really, when we try to just fully uh, look at an idea and 
aim for it and have this the endurance to run after it and then eventually get to it and hit it feels really good and then just really pushing us outside of our boundaries we had um the beautiful ballet from Catherine, um uh, choreographed by michelle merja and uh we had a lot of costumes of course the uh, cheese us crust costume being really yes, can, can we not can we not, not leave this about- conversation without talking about that oh sure uh yeah the the, the cheese's crust co- costume was incredible yeah so um before shows that i mean i don't know if anyone was at our um was it our Jul- which show was a um Bank of the Future, that one? Was that with um, Kylie Minogue? Yeah, that was the June show. Yeah, so um, basically, uh, usually the week leading up to a show, I have in my living room the couches pushed against the wall, and it becomes what I refer to as Martha Stewart's suicidal craft bunker. (laughs) That's what I call it. And I think you were there the night, and I was literally hot glowing fabric around you as you just stood there, and we watched, like, we watched television forever. Um, We watched, like, a season and a half of The Office that night and I was just like <laughs> hot gluing shit um, but yeah so that's usually what it looks like for about a week and a half before a show and um, for Cheese Us Crust we had this idea of making this um, Chuck E. Cheese ripoff character and so um, we I made this total mascot head for it out of DiGiorno boxes and um, and <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's paper mache. <laughs> but I didn't realize you used DiGiorno boxes. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's uh, a lot of DiGiorno. And if anyone's seen the, t- uh, the turtle costume, which has been used in many a production here now, uh, yep. again, DiGiorno, thank you uh, for wow. Wow. having a soft and pliable cardboard. Um, so, yeah, I made this helmet out of sketch. paper mache and then hot glued a lot of fabric onto it and built up different things. And there were definitely moments, I mean, Dashiell sees all of this, um, moments of me crying, just being like, "It's not gonna look like a mouse," and like freaking out. And then I'm like, "No, we're gonna do this." You'll you'll ask me like, "Does this tiny inch of fabric look better than it did an hour ago?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it does usually. <laughs> um, no, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, I I'm amazed because I mean I've known you what almost a decade at this point, and you have the ability to just you know make whatever comes to mind. It's pretty impressive, and you've never made a mascot head before, and then you just made one. That's kind of weird. <laughs> and it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, some some people have asked if we bought it or found it, and I was like, no, we made that shit. Straight sure. up, I don't know. It we did not look made homemade. Uh, and that's a compliment. Thank you. Thank I do you. feel like you could make bank on the furry costume design circuit. <laughs> I will, when I was looking at how to build Jesus, I read a lot of furry blogs in order to learn. I was like, oh, so they're cutting the foam with a hot knife. How are we? I don't have a hot knife. I don't have foam. The foam's expensive, y'all. It's like $83 for, you know, a good cubic foot of it. So I was like, we can't afford that. Um, and so, but yeah, we made this costume and then we you know, go to Joanne's and do all our suicidal craft bunker shit. And, um, and we put it all together. But that was probably my favorite. I just think there was like a lot of costume work. There was a fully, a fully realized world in that episode where just everything was coming together. We had all, it was like when I said earlier, like we have those sketches that people write individually and then we have the stuff that we collaborate on. Like that show to me was just like everybody's brains 
firing on all cylinders, coming together to craft this totally communal world built from all of our fucked up minds. So it was really, I feel like, a memorable show for me. I love that one. I feel like that show was 75% written the week of the show, too. Like, I think we had all of our stuff, and then the week of the show, it was like, all right, we have to finish and fill in everything. All right, so before we continue on with everyone's favorite trash bang sketch, that's how most of y'all's shows go. You guys write in anticipation with, I have a date, I have to make this, right? Mm -hmm. Which I feel like is respectable because it's like you want to you want to have this perfect show and you you make it as you go, but you 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 don't just do it in advance. You do it when like there's a show involved, a date involved specifically. Any thoughts about that? Well, we know about that date for several months in advance, but for <laughs> for some reason the week of is when like eighty percent of the work happens. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way: I wrote potatoes and sour cream for the June show. Mm-hmm. We shot it three days before the August show. <laughs> <laughs> Sure I do. And I think, like, I, I've said this before, but I feel like every one of our shows has a different challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the October show that we had last year was definitely, like, it, that was, I feel like, the worst show that we've had timeline-wise, where it was, like, shit was hitting the fan, and we were, like... I mean, I was, like, at my desk that day just being like, we're not going to finish it. It's not going to be done, and nothing's going to really work out. And we had to, like, come up with some old sketches, put old sketches in and stuff, which we try not to do. And that was, like, a a headache. But, you know, that was the lesson we learned from that. It was like, maybe we should figure out how to make this shit happen earlier. Mm -hmm. And last year when we we did that particular show, now we do two nights of the show. Back then it was we did it one time. And that was the only time anybody was ever going to see it. Yeah. So it's like we're like killing ourselves to do a show for that one show. One show, you mm-hmm. nail it or you, you don't. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I will also say, with saying that, I appreciate that aspect of it because I feel like the show is more specific to like this is what we envision for this specific show. So I get working up to it, and I don't want to like discredit that. I appreciate that. But I also can't do that. So I appreciate way more the fact that you guys are able to do that and put on a good show. I don't recommend it. My my girlfriend, Molly Burke, is one of the co-directors of of the Coalition Sketch Group. And they they will be having rehearsals for their show that's after ours before our show is written. And it stresses me the fuck out. She'll be like, yeah, I'm going to rehearsal. It's like, oh, like a writer's meeting. He's like, no, the show's written. We're rehearsing. And I'm like, how? <laughs> how did you do that? Well, in defense, in defense of, thank you, uh, in defense of, I think the difference is, is that we have this team that we only work with this team, you know, and we have this show that we only work with this show, and we do it very frequently. So it's like, I think... And not to be like, we don't have to do stuff as far in advance, but it is the sort of thing where, like, I think, I mean, the theater has these amazing sketch shows that crop up for just, like, a holiday or just for a certain weekend. And then they that group kind of will dissolve and then go on to do other sketch things. But for us, we get to kind of learn the rhythm of how this group sort of works together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for better or for worse, I think we all might have a knack for procrastination here and there. I think everybody, nobody's uh, not guilty of that. But uh, because it's like because it's just us con- consistently working together, I think we get to have a little bit more of a flexibility with that kind of stuff. Well, I feel like that's that's the big credit for what you guys do is you guys have done enough shows where if this didn't work, you guys would do something different. But it does work, so you get to continually do this process. Which might stress you out a little bit. I mean, that's fair. You guys do a lot of work. Like you said, eighty percent of the work is done in the week before the show. Uh, that's I, uh, not, maybe not eighty. I think at least uh, ninety. Like, at least ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say like forty percent, which yeah. is still too much to happen in the week of. But I'd say sure. realistically, it's probably about like thirty to forty percent of the show. It's like as if there's a, a sketch that like Joe or Blue or Sean are contributing. It's written. Like once we conceive of the show, that's usually those are the things that are written ahead of time. Generally, well, I, okay. So to, to give you guys the credit, I feel like a lot of these ideas are in motion well before the week of the show, oh, sure. and it's just a matter of execution. So and it's a lot don't of get tied up. The ends don't get tied up until that week. Yeah, up. and and that's all I'm saying is I feel like that works for you guys, and I love it. It's it's, it's such a good it's such a good format for you guys to like proceed with like. That I feel like a show comes together with with the runner and everything. Like when you can put it all together in the last minute and make it all work. Like that's what makes it like really good. It all thank you. That suffocating stress really. Yeah, exactly. Hours. Yeah, the show. I describe it it as like um, draining a bathtub where it doesn't seem like much is happening at first, but then eventually all the water is like swirling down (laughs) through the drain, and you're like, oh shit, here we go. I will will say that as it's gone on, I have more, like, I trust that the show will be good because there's, like, a mutual trust amongst us. And I, like, lately, I haven't been getting as stressed because I'm just, like, it's worked out before and I have faith that it's going to work out again. I was thinking about that earlier today. It's just, like, that trust. It's, like, uh, we're not always all 100% on board with everything we put up, um, but I think we all have the trust that it will go well because it always does. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the, the richest collaborative experience I've ever had because everybody on this team is very, uh, flexible and we are always ad- adaptable to whatever needs to change uh, and whatever suggestions anybody else has. And I feel like we truly work as a team and there's not a lot of like ego that gets in the way of like what needs to happen collectively. And that's really powerful and, um, makes it, Makes it enables that trust where we're like, okay, this is going to work because I believe in each other other person on this team. You know, yeah. Also, like the co- the cohesiveness of the show comes from that last minute approach, right? Like that. I think the best example is the Earth Earth Bang, which my favorite poster for any trash bag show is the Earth Bang poster. Um, Beautiful. It yeah. It. Um, <laughs> There was that great Exxon Mobil ad that Sean put together like two days before the show because he was, looked, yeah, he looked at like the whole show and he was like, "Oh, you know what this show needs?" And he just put it together on his own and showed well, it. That to was us. a bullshit idea I had at the table. We were like yeah. we're at a table read the Sunday before the show, oh, yeah. and I was like, "Oh yeah, like Exxon Mobil, like a mobile phone." <laughs> <laughs> Our fake awards were sponsored by Exxon, and then you just yeah. sent a—we uh, have a Slack, and you just sent something the next day, being like, "Here it is." Yeah, it was just I went and found a bunch of stock footage 
and that was it. <laughs> yeah. like, Again, that's my creative process. I it's amazing stop though. footage and work backwards. Oh, we did. Oh, you have something on top. Sean is like a to- he's like a uh, absolutely an MVP of the team because he he's got all these incredible skills and his ability as like a uh, a video editor uh, and uh, video producer. Uh, cinematographer, all of it. Like our our team wouldn't work the same way. And musician, like everything he contributes is incredible. And a writer, he does like everything. Uh, and without Sean, I think we would be much less than we are. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, sort of like with the um, with the Exxon Mobil thing is like we had gotten together at um, at. Jonathan and Josh's house and had recorded probably about an hour and a half of like random ass songs and we were gonna we had this one idea to do with them but then I think uh, Sean had the idea to just like cut one song out of it and like to keep the rest for later use and just kind of bite it and then you wrote this whole sketch around it and made a music video in, and, in like the week before the show yeah and then it was like in you came week. to rehearsal and you were like oh and I've got this thing and none of us really knew what you had planned I was but, like what is this yeah. oh yeah we did that so it was just fun. I am always the person that when something like that happens, where like the original, the original plan changes to be something amazing and new and brilliant, I'm always the first person to be like, "No, <laughs> we had a plan." <laughs> and then like I read it and I'm like, "No, this is better." <laughs> uh, you can uh, download that song on our Bandcamp. By the way, <laughs> follow us on All Instagram, right. Facebook, right. YouTube, Anything sticking out to anyone? Favorite sketches? Favorite moments? Yeah, favorite sketches. I've been thinking about this. Um, So it's not technically a trash bank sketch, but we have done it. It's technically an RDA. It's called too much cowbell. And (laughs) yeah, Uh, no, it was it was a sketch I wrote. For RVA tonight at Catherine's house, just like pinging ideas off of her, it was called uh, Nanini's Cash for Eggs. I still contend Cash it's one eggs. of the best sketches I've ever written in my life. <laughs> um, and that was like kind of the impetus behind me kind of trying to push us to become a sketch group. Because um, I had like so much fun writing with you, and like RVA tonight was over, and like I loved working with Grace, I loved all that stuff, and so like I just wanted us to like come together because we're all friends and make I a stupid show. I played your daughter in Cash for Eggs. It's true. Still do, yeah. Nikki Nanini. We do, we do break it out for the occasional one festival set that we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> but we're we, uh, Cash for Eggs video uh, TBD. Yeah, we do want to shoot it. We do want to shoot it. Please yeah. shoot that. Also, please shoot uh, Y'all Ready for Death. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, thank That's you. That's one of my favorite ones. Tombs to yeah. Go. Uh, Tombs yeah, to Go. Yeah, yeah, it's called Tombs to Go. Um, there's a, a, a... Some members of the group hate it, and I... <laughs> Who hates it? Who the fuck not, hates not Tombs, Tombs to Go? Not Tombs to Go. Some members of the group hate this thing that I do, which is Josh Blueball walks on stage and tries to sell you something. It's like a consistent sketch I write because it's the one I think of the most. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that is a very stupid product. I should write a sketch. Like, that's my idea always. Um, And so I just have so many of them. And, like, some members of the group are like, maybe we should get away from that. And I'm like, do we have to? I think think that's your own inner monologue. No, I have straight up said, I'm like, maybe we need to. Oh. Like, <laughs> no, it's Grace. It's Grace. Grace. No, 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 no. In, in our, in our 
tonight we had a lot of pharmaceutical ads, and it got to the point where we had to be like, we can't do a pharmaceutical ad every single. Suck big pharma. We don't. We're not here for that. Thank okay, you. Okay, political messages coming out. But it's a, it, I think I. The only reason I said that is not because I don't love them. Because I love. I when growing up in a TV-starved world on the hippie commune, I loved watching infomercials so much. Um, so I, I, I dig it. But I just think you know, some varieties of spice of life. So. That's my two cents. I love them, though. Sure. I will always write those stupid sketches. And now, like, I've just been channeling that energy into right stupid more. videos, right? Sure. <laughs> so it's fine. Y'all got the YouTube. I mean, we're, yeah. we're promoting it regularly on the, on this channel, so. You ready for death? That's one of my favorites. Also choreographed by Michelle Mergia. She's God. basically our choreographer. Yeah, Michelle's great. And she's incredible at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that probably comes to one of my favorite sketches, which was her uh, pizza ballet, or I forget what the official Ooh. title of it was. Catherine wrote that one. Or, pizza ballet yeah. is good. We're here for pizza ballet. Yes, Catherine wrote that one. Michelle choreographed. Uh, Grace, myself, Jonathan, Catherine, and and Zane. Yes, Zane. Zane. Okay, Zane did a great job playing Jesus Christ. Oh, and we should say he was the body and Eric Gordon was the voice of Jesus. Jesus Christ, one character played by two separate people. Yes. Both did a great job. Yeah. Yes. I, well, any, anyway, I just really love that one. It was, it's definitely a standout because there's not really any dialogue. It's just uh, this communication between people and uh, it was a choreographed dance bit, which okay. was just okay. a lot of fun. So with hearing your process... How much practice was there for that? How long in advance was uh, that? We had a dance rehearsal schedule that was yeah, independent of the from, rest of the yeah, show. Yeah, so it was like a three-night okay, a week. Okay, okay. It was like that uh, MTV, like two, was it like the football team, two-a-days or whatever? Two-a-days, yeah. <laughs> it was like in trash bag two-a-days. In the morning and in the yeah. afternoon. So um, in, our, in our house, we had moved all the furniture out of our living room, and we have videos, because what Michelle has always been a dancer her whole childhood and into her adult life, and she's a choreographer. And she said the best way to do this is to practice it, practice it, practice it, and then we'll make a video of it so you can continue to watch it and look at what the move should be like. So we have videos of us all practicing in our living room Mm -hmm. uh, doing these dances. Yeah. I would say on behalf of everyone, please keep doing choreographed sketches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, we just want to dance. Yeah, we just, we just want to dance. dance. Yeah, I um, I was really, I think that would be my favorite too as well. Because um, I was really inspired by that early um, early 90s SNL sketch with Phil Hartman, mm-hmm. Love, is a, Love is But a Dream, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's just this really sweet, they're not even trying to be funny. Like, it's just this very sweet, sentimental thing, this piece. And um, I was like, fuck it, I want to do that. Like, I just want to, like, do a thing in this theater where we're not even, like, there is no joke. There is no, like, wink or whatever. Um, And I had always, like, been... Always been like really interested more in like um, like early ballet and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of the group is like very like sci-fi oriented, whereas like I'm not so much. So I was like, I want to do something that's like a little bit different, like spice wise, and just try and get some more like fucking Russian ballet or something. <laughs> like so, yeah. If there's one thing we need here, it's more Russian ballet. Yeah, yeah. It's more Russian influence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, does anybody else have a specific sketch? Sean does. Yeah, I think um, 
don't know if it's my favorite, but it was uh, this sketch we did that we refer to as Skull ICU. <laughs> two, claps, two claps for Skull so, ICU. So the thing about this, there's a lot going on here. Is it, it's uh, Blue had the uh, idea, and then we all wrote it at a meeting one time. It's so yeah. Uh, all the, All King's the King's horses. horses. Look that up on YouTube. Um, it was one of those ideas. There's two different sketches I've done in my life that came to me in dreams. <laughs> one of them was a very early sketch I did back when the coalition was just trying to get a sketch video program up called Pizza. Like I think it's just a pizza emoji. You can find it on Vimeo by searching a pizza emoji. Uh, and then that's... That sketch was, uh, I had a dream that my girlfriend was cheating on me with pizza, and I, like, pulled back the covers, and there was a pizza under the covers. That's why that sketch got written. This sketch was, I had a dream that I found a skull in the park, and I called 911, and they sent an ambulance and tried to resuscitate him. Um, and then from there, like, I had, like, the structure down, but we didn't have any of the dialogue together or anything like that, so we wrote it all together. Yeah, that, that was, like, one of the first things i remember all of us sitting down to write as like a large group um and it was also it just went really well um from every phase because the script was really good and then when we shot it it was a really good time um and everybody's performance was really really great and uh it was like when when we were finished with it i was like this is the kind of shit we need to do all the fucking time (laughs) so it was like that's that's what kind of uh, cemented where I was like, okay, this is a thing that's happening all the time now. I think it's maybe one of our highest quality pieces. Um, at the very end of that uh, sketch, I have to be outside in public uh, pushing a uh, skeleton that's on a broom with hand tapes to its face, pushing it down the street and kiss it. And Dashiell made this demented skull that is like his head is poked onto a broom and yeah, the broom has a hanger in onto it a broom. that's wearing a dress shirt and we literally stapled ham to its face. Yeah. So I have to I have to push this thing down in front of like retreat hospital and the fan. Of course we do like several takes. I didn't mention this to you, but truly in the like ten minutes we were filming that, two people from my high school walked by. <laughs> <laughs> It was like just the two of us out there also. It was just me with a camera and you pushing that thing around. There was this, also this homeless lady that was like, what the fuck is going on? You can't tell me who is or is not my son. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I guess, the closest one I had to a favorite. Well, unfortunately, time is running out, so... Yeah. Can we rush through whoever else has one? I would say last... Last licks. Joe and Jonathan? I feel like we got maybe 10 more minutes. Oh, let's do it. We can do it. So, yeah, I'm here for that if we have any audience questions or whatever. But, like, whatever y'all want to get to, like, I just want to, like, stress that, like... Joe, do you have a favorite? Uh, I was going to say Skull ICU, too, but um, because it was such a smooth collaboration. But uh, (laughs) one of the first things Blue and I wrote, that that opening for our first 420 show. Oh, that's a good one. And... Part of what, like, we, we come out as, uh, like, these potheads, uh, real, real fucking original on 420, and then we're undercover uh, police officers. Dare officers. Yeah. And, uh, and we bring Dashiell up on stage, and 
it was only when I watched the video back from it. Like, originally, I don't think Dashiell was going to be, like, in the shows as much. Like, he was going to be... He was going to be the Terry Gilliam, kind of, of Tamani Python, who's just doing animation and kind of adding in these little things. But the response from, like, his... He, like, we bring him on stage and, like, abuse him, and then he, like, takes his shirt off and reveals he's a double dare secret agent. Like, a really (laughs) stupid joke. But, like, there were, like... I felt like it was, like, our secret weapon. It was, like... This, like, I don't know. The reaction that the crowd got, because I don't think they were expecting it. Like, I don't know. Because there wasn't, um, like, Blue and I were out there, like, really affected and, like, like really hamming it up. And then Dashiell's like, maybe this really is a dude from the audience. <laughs> and, and fucking rips his shirt off and everybody freaked out. Um, so, yeah, that sticks out in my and head. And the phrase I continue to say from that one, which is very not shibby. <laughs> Uh, reference to dude where's my car <laughs> uh, yeah well I guess my uh, my favorite would I would have to say that cheese us crust show as well that crust Michelle mm-hmm. in general getting just all the elements of that the collaborative effort of it that ballet show was just fun yeah. to uh, embody as a performer you know to kind of like do something that wasn't that was like purely physical and that was not expressly comedy, you know, that was like sincere in its, in its execution. Um, there was a lot of stuff like that in that show where it was like, you know, we're committed to a crazy, absurd premise, but we're also committed to this thing in a way that is absolutely sincere, you know, like that element of it was, uh, was super fun for, for well, that entire show. I will also show. say, I feel like Trash Bang in general, while it's a comedy show, I feel like you guys always have this layer of sincerity with your show, whether it's, you know, the mammoth thing up top that kind of like sets the tone or the runner that like, again, sets the theme. Uh, I feel like you guys always have an aspect of that, that like, I, I feel like I notice or just in general, I feel like people can see like, you guys love what you do. You guys love what you're putting on. Yeah, it's all fun, but like in general, like this means something to you guys. I feel like that's a good example of that. I didn't say that's true, you know, because ultimately it is about the connection I think that we all share as uh, performers and as friends together. Uh, that I think that um, the the fun that we have putting together these ideas and like working together as a group ends up coming through in our shows. Absolutely. Uh, and we, we all sort of have these Venn diagrams of, like, interests. Like, a uh, few of us have s- sort of common interests, and then some of us are, have interests that are totally our own that kind of end up in with the mix or experiences or whatever. And I think, like, art history is something that a lot of us have in common, that we're lovers of art history. And one of the things that... Um, I think a lot about from art history is like the Dada and surrealist movements, which happened during sort of World War One and World War Two, and it's a response to kind of the insanity of the world and thinking about like this absurdism and how stupid and silly it is. And like, there's um, you know a poet who during the Dada movement got on stage and did a poem in gibberish that made no sense, but what he's kind of talking about is. Um, you know, nothing really makes sense and they're watching, you know, all this terrible stuff happen in the world and I think that's kind of what we try to like exert in our creative meetings and what we're trying to do is kind of just have a place to express the insanity of like what we're kind of going through day by day. I mean, everybody is, you know, it's hard. I think my sentiment is always like, isn't it 
hilarious how terrible this world is. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite kind of thing. Or then you get to have like moments of beauty of being like, what if a pepperoni and a mushroom fell in love from your Domino's yeah. pizza? <laughs> like, you have to take it where you can get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. What if pizza salad? Pizza salad is the one sketch that haunts me. Because it's so Just. good. <laughs> it was one of the cheeses. It was one of the Christmas sketches, and it was like a cooking segment where we did a recipe for pizza salad, which is like potato salad, except instead of potatoes, it's chopped up pizza. Uh, just covered in ranch. And part of the sketch is that we, yeah, we both take a bite. And there was a moment. I have never puked on stage, and that's the closest I've ever come. See, it, Blue, now you understand, like, my pain. <laughs> like, all the too much ranch dressing, too much sour cream. It's, yeah. it's gross. I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> You're a pervert, Joe. <laughs> Not, not going to argue. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were your sketches. <laughs> when, when is your next show? And uh, give any plugs. This is the time. October 25th and 26th, my birthday. Uh, it took two days to get that boy out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why my mom never comes to shows. Uh, yeah. We're going to try and have a truly demented, terrifying, Halloween. fucked up Halloween Hell show. Yes. I'm already peeing myself right now just thinking about it. He pees, he farts, uh, I think your fly's down. You're right. um, <laughs> uh, real quick, plug the YouTube, plug the Instagram, anything else we you want to plug? YouTube. We can't, we, we need more YouTube subscribers so we can get a custom URL. You yes. need like a hundred, I Go think. Or we need, I think, 16 more. Yeah, we need 16 yeah. more YouTube followers, so even sure. if you don't even get on your account, just, just get on there. Yeah. Subscribe. Yeah. 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 Right now, I assume you're going to YouTube.com and searching yeah, I, see you I see you do, I see you do. If you have a Gmail, you have a YouTube Just account. make some fake Gmail, subscribe. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> we should have done that. We should Anyhow. subscribe to ourselves. Uh, um, so okay, we did, so we for real, a, last licks. Anything else oh, we need to get We have on an Instagram that's always fun because Sean does great job at our social media. Trash 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 RVA. Yep. On Instagram and Bandcamp. Don't yeah, we have, Twitter, we have a track on Bandcamp. There's a Twitter. We have a Twitter. Uh, we posted potatoes and sour cream the other day. Okay. To Twitter. For real, last licks. Anything else we need to know about Trash Bang? Anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, wrap up, unfortunately? We we thank you for having us to talk about our show. Thank you guys so much fun. for being on this show. Let's, thank, uh, let's also thank uh, this audience for being here to listen yeah, to us talk. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. To Harrison, who I think is our super fan. Yeah, it's true. I think he's our most super fan. Patrick's also a super yeah. fan. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have a quiz for you after the quiz for you after the show. Harrison has like a serial killer like devotion to Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I have the true reason why Harrison is a super fan. Sorry, Patrick. You know, I love you. Is that 
back when we were at Catherine's cabin, which was in like February or something, we had posted a picture of a long Cheeto. And then after our most recent show, Harrison came up to us and said, well, I remember that long Cheeto photo that you put in your Instagram story. So when Dashiell came out with the bowl of Cheetos, I knew what was about to go down. And I was like, bruh, that's like six months ago. And you remember. So that I thought was really, uh, Neck and neck for super fan, both of you. That's Patrick, that's Patrick, Patrick, there, Patrick Neck and neck for super fan. Thank you. My board game group rolls deep. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for Trash Bang, everybody! Thank you. Thank, thank you, guys, so much for doing this show. Thank you. Like I said, we have classes and shows Wednesday through Saturday. Check rvacomedy.com. Thank you so much for coming out. Have a good night. Thank you for having us. This episode is brought to you by the RVA Podcast Network. Find more information at rvapodcast.org.